Hi everybody, it's Anne Louise once again on the First Lady of Nutrition podcast and today I have Dr. Elizabeth Plourd who's the First Lady of EMF Freedom. She just wrote a best-selling book entitled EMF Freedom Solutions for the 21st Century Pollution which recently won the Best Environmental Book of the Year Award. So congratulations to you and how did you get started on the whole concept of EMF Freedom, Dr. Plourd? Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me and helping me spread my research. I am a North American menopause certified menopause practitioner, and my hormone book went around the world. And so I've been consulting around the world for 20 years. The I kept hearing from all these people about nine years ago, all these women in San Francisco Bay Area, all saying the same thing. I must be premenopausal, I'm only 40, I'm only 41, I'm only 43, but I've got these headaches, I can't sleep, I'm so tired and I'm so irritable. And when I looked at the six page profile I had them fill out, none of them were menopausal, so my research brain said, okay, what's going on? I spoke to each one in depth, what's new, what's different, what's changed in your life? The common denominator was the electrical smart meter going on their residence within weeks or months of these symptoms. And then when I looked at what the smart meters are, which is the exact same frequency as the microwave oven, pulsing multiple times a minute, 24 hours a day, realized it was definitely connected to headaches, to insomnia, to irritability and fatigue. I thought, wow, I need to investigate this further. And the more I researched what these electromagnetic radiations are doing to our body, the more horrified I was and realized I wanted it to be another book because I had already written three books. And so it became EMF Freedom Solutions for the 21st Century Pollution because people really need the solutions. All of these things have been brought out without any warning, no warning label saying, caution, this may be hazardous to your health. And they really are. So so break that down for us. Unpack this, if you will. So. It's a concept that I'm familiar with because, as you know, I wrote a book in 2010, which is a little before its time, called Zapped. So being electromagnetically sensitive myself, I could feel the energy. You couldn't see it, you couldn't smell it, but I could feel the dysfunction, the kind of it's a chaotic electrical energy. But my question to you is, on a very basic layman's type way of expressing this, can you explain what a smart meter does to your body? So they tell you not to, if you have a pacemaker, don't be in the room with the microwave on. The microwave, because it's 2.4 gigahertz, it's very uh, damaging to ourselves. It's one of the worst frequencies for our bodies. And the smart meters, the electric gas, are exact same frequency as the microwave oven, 2.4 gigahertz. And the problem is that they're pulsed. They pulse multiple times a minute, 24 hours a day. So our bodies are constantly like in a microwave. Um, and the pulsing is so much worse for our bodies. It, the pulsing actually breaks the DNA. And the re difference between ionizing, which is X-ray and nuclear, uh, that breaks the DNA immediately. This is called non-ionizing. So they 
they're saying it's safe, but when you pulse it, it still breaks the DNA. It just takes longer. So we are harming every cell in our body with these uh, smart meters in our environment. I consult all over the nation and the people who had the three, the gas, water, and, and electric smart meters on their homes after three, four, five, six months, they're very sick by the time they call me because they're literally in a microwave oven. So what are the, what are the basic symptoms? Are there about five basic symptoms that these people suffer from? The major one is headaches. And uh, I get so many calls. I get a headache every time I get on my cell phone. Because cell phones have the same 2.4 gigahertz. They've got many frequencies, but that's one of them. And then insomnia, because it destroys melatonin, so people can't go to sleep or stay asleep. So those are the two major ones. And then dizziness and vertigo. And that is just not recognized at all. That was one of my first symptoms 15 years ago because I'm electromagnetic sensitive. I'd walk in a Wi-Fi building, dizzy vertigo, walk out, be fine, walk back in, dizzy vertigo. So those are, those are the main ones uh, that we keep hearing all the time. And, and heart palpitations. And this is, this is really tragic because people are going to the doctors and they're getting pacemakers when all they need to do is get away from the radiation. Do you think that the defibrillators that are becoming so prevalent is part of this issue as well, the arrhythmias? Absolutely. It definitely, I've, I've got the, in my book, I go through all the symptoms and then how the electromagnetic radiation is causing those symptoms. And it definitely causes heart arrhythmia. So would you say that the heart, as well as the brain, are the two most susceptible organs? What other organs or tissues or glands are affected? essentially everything because we're getting cancers everywhere because it definitely leads to cancers. So people are getting cancers all over their body um, and in their organs, they're getting, you know, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, thyroid cancer, and the brain cancers. So it, it, it hits everywhere and people are having like multiple organ dysfunction because it is hitting every organ. So I guess my question to you is besides the EMFs that you're getting from your um, uh, smart meter, where else is this coming from? It's obviously coming from your cell phone. Are there any other surprising or stealth issues, stealth ways that this is in inhibiting and attacking the body? Cordless phones, people don't understand that at all, but cordless phones, definitely. Uh, they're on 24 hours a day, even if you're not using them. So they're constantly putting the radiation into the whole area, wherever, you know, wherever they are in the house or at work. So th that is a, a major one. And then baby monitors. It's really tragic that parents think that they need to monitor their children, but the baby monitors, they're putting the child in a, in an EMF environment. We, uh, and, and the, the uh, routers, uh, one man we talked to, he said, I'm so tired, my kid's not sleeping. And as we kept talking to him, it's like a light bulb went on. He goes, my kid hasn't slept since we put the router in his room. Oh, my God. So, so these are definitely, in the nest that is now controlling houses, 
where we're living, they're putting in all these smart houses. And I would love to have the money to monitor these people, get a record of them before they move into the houses and then follow them for two months, four months, six months, a year, because you just can't live in that environment without the body tissues uh, being destroyed. Breaking down. What yeah, about what about an iPad that everybody is now traveling with? Everybody is so proud of their iPads. Do you think that's as deleterious as a cell phone? Yes. Yes, I do. In fact, even more. Because? It, it just is putting out the radiation. And I get people calling and saying they can't hold it because their fingers start getting numb, burning, tingling. So you've got iPads, you've got smart meters, you've got cell phones, you've got mobile phones, you've got radio towers, you've got cell phone towers. What do you think of the coming 5G on top of all this chemical soup or biochemical soup? It's going to be heinous, absolutely, because I, I'm already hearing from people in the nation where they've connected the 5G tower and uh, they are very sick. They're calling and saying, I feel like I'm burning up. I can't sleep at all. Uh, my skin just feels like it's on fire. So, yes, it's going to be uh, heinous. And, and the cars today, the, the hybrid and electric cars, and then all of the bells and whistles they're putting on cars. I have people calling and saying, even years ago, I can't get in a car that has GPS. Just GPS, and they'd get too sick. But now with all the new things, all the sensors, all the making sure you know there's somebody next to you or, you know, back up behind you. Um, I get people calling and saying they can't even rent a car with all the radiation. They can't even get in it. And, and uh, I just heard about a woman who bought a car, couldn't even do the drive home. She had to get out of it because the radiation in the new cars are so extreme. So with all of this, impacting the system on a biological level. I mean, that's really what the EMFs are doing. They're destroying the biological health of our systems on a very cellular atomic level. The reality is, I mean, I don't think we can stop technology. So what would you suggest for people? What is the answer? So what we've had to do with my sensitivity, even though I can now function and, and work and, and, do everything with all the things that I've found that work for me, but we still don't want to invade our house with the electromagnetic radiation. So we're buying old appliances, old refrigerators, old washer dryers that don't have the new um, electromagnetic radiation to be able to talk to the smart meter. We don't have a smart meter in California, blissfully. We had a judge rule that can't be mandatory, so we can opt out. So we opt out of our electric and our gas. And so far the water company is saying it's too expensive. They're not going to, they haven't gone to them yet. So people opt out for sure. And then, um, you know, do not bring in these things into your house. We are driving a 2000 car. Uh, we moved up to 2006. We had to take it over to the car dealer and say, you need to turn these off. Even at 2006, it had so much radiation in it that I could feel it. And we don't want to drive in it. There's no need to have all these sensors 
to tell us how to drive and radiate us while we're driving. So you're getting it in your car, you're getting it in your schools, you're getting it in your theaters, you're getting it in your coffee houses, you're getting it in your homes. Don't you think it's vitally important to make your bedroom a safe haven? I mean, what would you do if you had to select two rooms in the house to kind of remediate, to get rid of the EMFs that are impacting your health? How would you do that? What would you start with in your bedroom, for example? Oh, definitely the bedroom would be the most important because your body needs to repair that we are being damaged. Every cell is being damaged from these radiations. So your body needs to repair and it can't repair when it's still being exposed to radiation. So we turn the electricity off to the back part of our house where our bedroom is. And even though I can now sleep in there with no problem, I can sleep in hotels next to TVs with no problem we still feel like it's better to turn everything off. You know, why expose ourselves? Because even the wiring in the wall uh, puts out the radiation. And my experience, once you start reacting, you start feeling it everywhere. So the bedroom, we, uh, we recommend just a small battery-operated alarm clock. Do not sleep with your cell phone. And, you know, you don't have anything plugged in. Uh, unplugged lamps, etc., because radiation still comes off the cord. So it's vitally important that we have a safe space for sleeping, that's for sure, and doing the repair. That's so very important. And that's important because of the melatonin. What's the melatonin connection to repair and regeneration? Oh, melatonin is an incredible molecule. As I kept researching it, I'm, I'm just in awe of it. Of course, there's so many things in our body that our eye, uh, you know, just our hormones alone. But it does so many things for our body. We really need melatonin. It, it helps reduce the, the risk of cancers. It, it, just that alone. But it definitely allows us to go into a deep sleep and reparative sleep. So, and there's no doubt, you just turn on a cell phone in the lab animals, the melatonin goes down. It's just, it just does. Um, it really harms our bodies on such a level. So the EMFs are kind of the melatonin zapper. What about glutathione? I understand it also zaps glutathione, the body's premier antioxidant. Absolutely. And antioxidants are the answer to, the, uh, to this radiation because it's oxidizing the body. And so bringing in a lot of antioxidants is critically important at this time. I highly recommend this to... The people who find me who are so sick, I tell them to get over to an antioxidant diet right away because this, this is the answer. We, we are all being oxidized, and uh, glutathione is just one portion of it. And so. so you've got your melatonin, <clears throat> your glutathione. Are you a big believer in the concept of earthing, in connecting to the natural forces of the earth, which are natural antioxidants and can zap the free radicals? Absolutely. And I had to get into it before I found the energy dots that, that helped me be able to get back into public and working on computers and back on cell phones. Uh, my body would swell up like a poison pup and I was just absolutely miserable. And I found a place on the beach. Luck luckily we live close to the ocean and I would go down there away from buildings because the smart meters on the buildings as when I was still feeling them, 
just walking by the building, I would have a sharp knife in my body. So I knew I had to get away from buildings and away from people because I'd feel their cell phones like a knife in my body. And I would go down there and lay down. And in 30 minutes, my body would be back down to normal size grounding. So I realized that grounding is critically important. I became friends with the local library because I was reading so many books because I was forcing myself to stay on the ground for five, six hours a day because it was the only place I was comfortable. So, but I still believe in grounding. I sleep on, on grounding sheets. I, I keep my feet on grounding pads. I get outside as often as possible and, uh, you know, ground as long as possible. I take things outside to keep my feet in the grass and on the ground and uh, do work outside it, it, because we have things that can help limit the amount of radiation that's entering the body and those are these energy dots that save me but it's critically important to repair the body and the grounding repairs the body so let's talk a little bit about energy dots <clears throat> i've seen you at several of these professional uh, shows where we present, you know, the latest, greatest leading edge research. And I know you discovered them several years ago. Tell me why an energy dot works. Is this similar to some of the other diodes that are on the market that have certain kinds of paramagnetic minerals that prevent EMFs from in, uh, impacting the body? Why are they different and why are you so gung-ho? Right, well, I had been buying them um, from 15 years ago on because I knew I was sensitive and so I bought a whole bunch of different things and believed their story believed what they said but I realized all I did was get sicker and sicker and sicker and then as I investigated why and realized that they wouldn't help these energy dots were only in Europe at the time I was able to read their research and I realized these are very different because what they're doing is strengthening your own golden ratio energy, 1.618. It's strengthening that energy field around you so that the radiations can't penetrate your body as easily. And then it also alters what's coming off the devices to 1.618 so that they're not as toxic to you when you're using them. Can these be combined with people that are wearing Shanghai jewelry? You could, you could, yes. You so, could you could stick it on um, the Shungite. Oh, you could actually put it on the Shung. Can you wear a separate necklace with the Shung with the energy dot? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and having consulted with people from all fifty states and all over the world, it, they call because they've been using all these things and they're still sick. They they call. They're desperate. They tell me they spent thousands of dollars on all these things, and yet it didn't solve their problem the same as me. It didn't solve their problem. So, um, so these definitely are the things that absolutely worked. I, I, I've been in the medical field for 50 years, and this is the most rewarding thing I've done because I've had so many people call and say, "You saved my life. You saved my life. You saved my life." So. To get in touch with you for those energy dots, would it be smartdots.us? Is that the website? 
That's correct. Mm -hmm. and, and then people can get in touch with you directly. So just moving on just a bit, if you were to make a list, Elizabeth, uh, of all of the most important antioxidant rich foods, it's something that I wrote about, so I'm very familiar. What do you think they would be? If you were to give me the top 10 EMF protective foods or spices or supplements, what would they be in your estimation? Wow, it, it's amazing because they all work together. In my sunscreen book, I have a whole chapter describing how they all work synergistically. So it's important to bring a whole variety in. But the purples, the, the blueberries, absolutely. You know, things with deep colors, for sure, and the deep leafy green vegetables. So those are the, the main ones that I recommend. And then spices. I was amazed how antioxidant spices are. Like which, what fruit? Like what? Which ones? Oh, the, the cloves, the... Um, yes, the, rosemary, cloves, oregano. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it's just amazing when you start adding these, you know, to your diet. And I realized, like, all the spices that are in the Christmas breads, and here this was in, you know, places where they didn't have much sun in the winter, and they made all these breads with all these cinnamon and nutmeg and and the cloves and I realized that they were naturally bringing in what they needed to make up for the lack of sunlight. You know it's interesting to me because cloves and clove oil is one of the highest antioxidant essential oils on the planet so it's good for whatever ails you and it's specifically being used against virus in this day and age with the pandemic we're now in the midst of so cloves is a very important one as well as the rosemary you discussed what about foods particularly anything in the vegetable or fruit family you're fond of i think definitely the blueberries because they're just so so antioxidant like i said there anything that's got a deep rich color um so the and and it's interesting also that these deep rich colored fruits are more plentiful as you get closer to the equator where you get more sunlight. So it's like we were provided with the foods we need to offset the radiation because the antioxidant foods offset the solar radiation also. And so what about the vitamins? Do you, are you a believer in vitamin D in that regard? Yes, I am. We absolutely need vitamin D and I do take extra uh, vitamin D, but being a clinical laboratory scientist, I and having worked in the lab, I'm beginning to wonder if our vitamin D values are correct uh, for what we're trying to say, because I'm. It seems like it's individual, and so we can't force people into a particular level uh, because that might not be what they need. Because the skin automatically, um, you can make vitamin D, but it'll automatically uh, stop, stop making vitamin D when the body has enough. So if people were to take a vitamin D test, is there a range that you like? Not really. It's one of the reasons I left the lab because lab reports are so, uh, inaccurate because they don't really know what is the level. I, I spent a month in Hawaii swimming in the ocean for two hours a day. And when I came back, my vitamin D was only 25. Oh my and, goodness. Yeah. So I'm thinking that my body just self-regulated and I didn't need more. 
How very interesting. I know that people are now recognizing vitamin D as being a hormone. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. It, it does so many things for our body. It, it, it's amazing. It, we absolutely need it. And the, the use of sunscreens is just absurd because it's blocking our ability to make vitamin D. And then we get sick and we don't understand why we're sick. So it, it definitely, they act like an obesogen, so they're making us gain weight. The electromagnetic radiations act as an obesogen. So well, that, That's a new week. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit because obesity and weight loss, of course, is what I write about. So you believe that the constant barrage of EMFs is one of the reasons that people can't lose weight. Can we explore that a little bit? And can you talk about the underlying mechanisms? Well, absolutely. It, I, I was just amazed. I... I was just amazed. I'm uh, I'm trying to find the uh, the the thing about it, but um, for one reason that it does the radiations raise your blood glucose. So right there, you've got a problem with diabetes, and then adding to the obesity. But there's no doubt about that. It they call it. Um, you know, they, they call it an, an obesogen. I just, I'm sorry, I can't remember right now. It's been a while since I wrote that, but they definitely believe that it's part of the reason for the weight gain. How very interesting. And we're all exposed 24-7, unrelenting. So my understanding is one of the reasons that you could call EMFs an obesogen is because you're constantly promoting these stress-producing proteins, the heat shock proteins. So your adrenals are constantly on overload. So that means high cortisol levels. And we know cortisol is a fat-promoting hormone. Could that be one of the reasons? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, so, so for, for, you know, we can talk till we're blue in the face about all the symptoms of EMS, but when you talk about obesity and weight loss and people that can't lose weight, no matter what they're doing, they're doing everything else right from their diet to their exercise, to their mental thoughts and so on and so forth, but they're not getting rid of their EMFs. So you tell me practical ways that people can reduce their exposure without impacting their lives. Right. Well, the first thing is to not be dependent on the cell phone to go back to landlines in some places, tragically, they're abandoning them, but we need to demand that they keep allowing us to have landlines because the cell phone is part of the problem. It, and so we need to get away from them as much as possible. Do as much work as you can on a regular computer instead of your iPad or your cell phone. And then do definitely get rid of cordless phones in the house. Do get rid of your smart meters on your house if you can. And then do put our dots. We have smart dots to go on the meter that really, when people were, were forced to have them and were so sick, our dots on the meter really reduced their symptoms. So to put the dots on the meter. And, and then not think that we have to have all these things. I just heard an ad on the radio yesterday that uh, your barbecue grill, you don't have to go outside. It can all be controlled by wireless. Oh my gosh. And I'm going, that's great putting all that radiation in the food. Uh, and the, the reason that microwave ovens work is radiation in the water, the water in the food. And so water absorbs the radiation. So we, 
also have aqua dots to help get the EMF out of the water as well as wear it to help reduce the water uh, radiation load in our bodies. So we have been putting our dots underneath our food and underneath our liquids that we're drinking because all the animals are being exposed to the radiation. All the things in the store are exposed to the radiation that's in the store. What about some of the new um, clothing that's out there? There's radiation blocking clothing. Are you in favor of that? And if not, why? So I had tried it during the time before I found our energy dots. I had tried it and I found really no, no help whatsoever. Um, I was still just as sick. So, so my personal experience is that it really wasn't the answer because it's the whole body and how do you cover the whole body unless you got, you know, hood down to the feet. Um, so, and then if you block all that, you're also blocking the natural earth radiation and we need the earth's natural radiation. So we, we, we I have people who have been uh, shielding themselves and they're, they get weaker and weaker because they no longer have the earth's energy. They don't have that grounding energy or vitamin G is what we like to call it. Right, right. Very, very important. So would you say if you were to name any supplements that would be helpful, what would they be that are radiation protective? Well, for myself, I do take vitamin C. I do take vitamin E. I, I um, definitely, I have a handful of supplements that I take because I don't think that we're getting them from our foods like we should. So, um, so those are the main things. And I do take things that help me with my glutathione. Like? Uh, it's, I didn't know if you, uh, it's, it's like, and helping detox the body, like, um, uh, zeolite, I use zeolite to help detox because I know I have a problem with mercury poisoning, which a lot of people with EMF problems have a problem with mercury poisoning. And I also wanted to bring something else to your attention. Did you know that those of us that are electromagnetically sensitive have very low blood calcium? That, well, that makes all the sense in the world because our calcium is being, the, the balance of calcium is destroyed at the level of the cell by the EMF. So that makes a lot of sense. It, it absolutely does. Well, you're talking to one that's always had a low blood calcium and they've lowered even the, the so-called average levels from the lab so it begins to look normal when in fact it is totally abnormal. And I remember as a little girl not being able to go downtown. We always went downtown where all the big department stores were because there were so many lights that actually bothered me. So I'm one of those sensitive canaries so I very much you know, resonate to your story. And you just have to know your own body and know what to do. So the more that I have researched and read because of my own book, Zapped, which came out, as I said, 10 years ago, I learned that somehow or another, we're deregulating calcium when we're exposed to EMS based on the work by Martin Paul. So I think that there's a lot to be said for the importance of magnesium and trying to regulate calcium, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, yes. We definitely need a balance of calcium and magnesium. And yes, I take calcium and magnesium every day. And, and I notice a difference when I don't take it. If I'm on the road and I haven't brought it with me, I notice a difference in my body.
So, so back to what you do on a daily basis. So go through a 24 hour cycle with me, if you will, so people can really have some take home advice. So you get up in the morning, do you put the electricity back on in your room? Yes, we turn it back on uh, because it, uh, my office is in our home. So the electricity also turns it, uh, turned off in the office. So we have to turn it back on and and I'm doing fine with that. So we have it on all day until we, uh, you know, leave the office at night. So definitely do that. And then make sure that it's a high antioxidant breakfast so that the body can deal with anything. I do wear uh, what we call the bio dot for the biological field. And then we do have our smart dots on all our computers and cell phone and I don't use the cell phone unless we're on the road at a medical convention and we're needing to use it. We use it as a cash register at the medical convention. So before I found these dots, I couldn't even use a cell phone at all. I couldn't be near it. I couldn't be around anybody that had one. And so by having these dots on the computer and cell phone, and we definitely don't use the iPad because we know it's so much the computer can do everything instead of the iPad. So, and then I definitely ground. I definitely take time to ground and definitely take time to get into the sun every day. For, and how, luckily, long, for how long do you do that? I do it as long as I have time for. So it's, it's a minimum of 30 minutes. I try more for an hour. And uh, luckily we're in Southern California, so we can do that most of the year. Um, and you're not concerned about, I, I'm, I'm kind of begging the question here for you to say a little bit more. You're not concerned about getting sunburned or the toxicity of the sun. Can you describe why the sun could be so healthy? Uh, the sun has a lot of things that help us. It, 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 it's amazing. It's very beneficial. And um, I believe that if we have the high antioxidant diet, we don't need to worry about skin cancers or melanoma. And actually the electromagnetic radiation is helping contribute to the skin cancers and melanoma because it's causing so much damage at the level of the skin as the radiations enter the body. So it, I, I believe that the sun is absolutely beneficial and people who have more sun have actually less melanoma. And uh, there's studies that, that prove that um, that when they do study on sailors on ships, the ones that are outside have less melanoma than the ones that are inside. You know what always fascinated me? Melanoma seems to occur in the parts of the body that are most covered. In the men, it's in the back. On the women, it's on the upper thighs. So the, the whole sun connection to melanoma and skin cancer, I think, needs to be reexamined. What do you do for lunch and dinner? I'm curious. I try to make it as organic and uh, nutritious as possible. I actually don't take time for lunch. Now that we're not at all the uh, medical conventions, um, I probably could add it in, but I've gotten so used to just a breakfast and a dinner that I haven't wanted to add it in. So it takes the time, but I try organic, um, no hormone meats, and uh, organic vegetables. I, I really believe in a nice, good organic salad. And um, so 
that's mainly what I do, or organic eggs. Vegetables, fruits, and you have a light dinner at night, would you say? No, no, I have a regular full dinner around five, six o'clock. And then do you, and then do you go to sleep with, do you, do you wear protective glasses for the melatonin or you just go to sleep at, at a reasonable hour? Um, I don't, I need to, I, I go to sleep, uh, like 10, 11 o'clock at night and I sleep a solid seven, eight, nine hours. I, I really do with the, with using the dots, I don't need to worry about my melatonin being down um, because I'm protected. Very, very interesting. So you put the dots, I'm looking at my computer, which has two of your smart dots, by the way, which I, right. which I got from you a number of years ago after I heard you speak. So the dots go on your person. You put it on like a little pendant. Would you explain to our listeners how that works? Yes, we have different ways to wear it. We want it around you 24 hours a day, so uh, people can choose if they want to wear it as a necklace or keep it in their pocket or as a clip, clip to a pant loop. But we want it with you while you're sleeping, so we want you to take it to bed with you and put it next to your pillow. Uh, my husband uses his necklace. He just sleeps with the necklace all night. So I just don't like the chain around my neck at night. What about children and infants? What do you do for them? Oh, we have a baby mat. I am so thrilled that we, we had the people that create these dots make that because so many babies and children are having trouble sleeping and it makes all the sense in the world. So this baby mat is 100% organic cotton in layers, about six inch square. And the bio dot is embedded inside there, washable, dryable. There's no way the baby can get to it. And it's kind of soft and cuddly so they can sleep with it in the crib and then definitely put it into the car, into the car seat because they're just being hit so hard in riding in the cars. Not only the car that you're in, but all the radiation from all the cars around. And I even have teenagers now in my menopause consults, their teenagers are saying, I won't get in the car, I get too sick. So, so the babies are being impacted like that too, but they just can't say so. So I, it's, I, amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I think I bought two of those from you, by the way, and gave them to two of our babies, oh, our, good. A, a grand nephew and a grandchild. Now I'm remembering, but it's, it's so imperative for parents to become educated. And if you were to go through the house and we're going to wind up within the next two to three minutes, but if you were to go through the house, are there any hot spots that we should be aware of? Like in the, in, in your office or in the uh, kitchen, for example, where we spend a lot of time. Yes, the kitchen, I have people have called that say they can't even turn on the electric stove. They get sick once they start reacting. So, so all electricity is bad. It never was good. Uh, the more I research electricity, it's been part of the cancer problem in America ever since the country was electrified. So whatever you can do to reduce your exposure um, to to the radiations and we have our dots we have electro dots that can go on the stove on the refrigerator on the washer and dryer and the hair dryer I have beauty salon people who say they they can't use the hair dryer anymore because they start reacting to it and our dots go on that too so you've got um, dots you got dots for everything 
Yes, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we now have a new one that we're protecting a uh, plastic protection uh, little envelope for the smart dots to put out on the smart meter outside to protect them from the weather, from the cold, the heat. Um, so yeah, that's a brand new product that's just only out this week that we created that because so many smart meters are causing so much problem. And, and people who have um, solar heating or solar, yeah, solar, uh, solar electricity, the inverter can cause a lot of problems. So definitely our dots on that inverter because they, they demand that it has to be within 10 feet of the house and then people get them and then they can't sleep. So in closing, Dr. Plourd, where can people buy your wonderful book and give us your website once again? Okay, our website, we have several websites. One that is just the products that I've been talking about in our books. It's, it's Smart Dots, Smart Dots with an S, Smart Dots, and then .us, not .com, but .us, so smartdots.us. And then we have a lot more information on EMF Freedom, emffreedom.com. And then, um, so, and we also have the website with the sunscreens biohazard, sunscreens plural, sunscreensbiohazard.com. And that's got the information in my book with the diet of the antioxidant diet. And where can people get your wonderful book and give us the title once again? The, it's EMF Freedom, Solutions for the 21st Century Pollution. And uh, they can get it off our websites. They can get it on Amazon. Um, so, I won't bring up bookstores right now since I'm, we can't go in the bookstores. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. it's sold on it's sold on Amazon. Yes, it is. Yes. Excellent. So I must thank you so much for taking the time to illuminate us about how to achieve electromagnetic freedom in the 21st century, which is an inconvenient discussion. I know for so many of us, we can be absolutely life-saving. So I want to thank you again from the bottom of my EMF free heart. <laughs> and welcome everybody to, to tune in to another episode of the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Be thankful, be well, be grateful, and I'll see you once again. Bye-bye for now.